Hi and welcome to Working Well. I'm Suzanne McCabe from Life Switch Coaching and this podcast is about helping you to thrive in your career and your life. If you want to overcome workplace stress, build your confidence and get work-life balance back in your life, then this podcast is for you. Hi, so this week is Mental Health Awareness Week and I thought I would look at a wellbeing survey that I carried out last summer to really get a feel for what's happening in the workplace with respect to wellbeing. How supported are employees with their mental health at work? So I spoke to 100 employees and 27 decision makers and I think the the first thing that really struck me was that 24% of the employees I spoke to and 33% of the decision makers said that they had nothing in place at all for well-being in their place of business. So there was no uh, outside training, there was no apps that they had access to, there was no counsellors that they could go and see for a period of time, absolutely nothing and that really concerned me on top of that um, I spoke to the decision makers around what they spend on well-being so the ones that do have something in place how much are they spending and 70% of them are spending less than £5,000 a year on well-being now these were small to medium-sized companies um, but nonetheless, £5,000 is, is not a lot of money. So I then followed up and I asked, how much are you spending on employees who are off sick as a result of stress, anxiety or depression? And 30% of the decision makers said they're spending less than £5,000 a year. 30% spend, are spending between five pounds and £50,000 a year. And 10% are spending over £50,000 a year just covering the costs of employees who are off sick with stress, anxiety or depression. So the observant among you will notice there's 30% unaccounted for there. And that was just uh, employers who weren't willing to disclose how much they spend on ill mental health. So I want to move on now and talk about some of the feedback I got from employees about what their employers currently offer. So for those who have access to services, um, how do they perceive what's on offer in the workplace? As you can imagine, uh, with uh, 76 people responding who do have access to some wellbeing services in the workplace, I got a real variety of responses. And of course, I'm not going to read all 76 out, but I would like to read a number of them out just to give you a feel for um, how people perceive well-being in their workplace. And if you're an employer and have responsibility for well-being in your workplace, then this feedback may be very useful for you. So let me cover some of the negative points, first of all. One person was saying that they prefer to speak to an outsider. They don't like that they can only speak to someone within their workplace. So they they want that kind of uh, privacy to be able to disclose any issues that they've got with someone who isn't connected with their work. Someone else was saying that 
the wellbeing support in their workplace doesn't really address the root cause. It just um, tells me to go off and do yoga. And I can definitely see why that would be frustrating uh, and uh, feel a bit like a, a box ticking exercise. And in fact, someone else did bring that issue up and said that in their workplace, they do feel it is just a box ticking exercise and, and no more. Another employee is saying there's not enough evaluation on what works and what doesn't work. And if you're an employer, you want to know exactly what return on investment you're getting, let's be honest. Uh, I mean, typically, if you spend a pound on well-being uh, for for the workplace, then you should get a return between £1.50 and £9. So there's a good return on investment if you choose to make it, but you need to be able to evaluate that in the first place. An employee here saying that there's wellbeing support in place, but it's just all about uh, meeting deadlines. It's about uh, improving people's performance at work and it's not uh, people-centred enough. An employee also saying that it's, it's one size fits all. You know, it's not specifically tailored to what they need. Uh, another employee backing that up and saying it's not personable enough. I've also got feedback here from a male colleague who raises the issue of the stigma around men with poor mental health and said, said that more needs to be done to promote wellbeing services to men within the workplace. And I think that's a, a really good point. I mean, particularly here in the west of Scotland, we're, we're not overly encouraged to talk about mental health and I think that is um, even more the case with men so that's a great point as well. Someone else here saying there's a lot of headline communications but really very little in the way of underlying measures. Another issue that came up on several occasions was the fact that the services available in the workplace were just too tricky to find. So you really had to dig around to get access to information on wellbeing. And certainly uh, I experienced that myself in, in one of my workplaces where I was actively looking for support for my mental health. And I felt that it was quite difficult to find what I needed. Finally, one of the negative points I received was that, uh, that this employee couldn't report how they feel to the company. So there was no easy way for them to kind of raise the issue of poor mental health with their organisation. And I guess that's cultural, isn't it? It's about having a company culture where people feel comfortable to go to someone in the organisation and talk to them about their mental health so they know who they can speak to and how to go about it. And I spoke about this recently, actually. I was invited to the Department of Work and Pensions uh, Disability Committee around helping people who have a disability to get back into work and to remain in work when they're experiencing some kind of disability, whether it be physical or mental. And I raised the point that, you know, the, the cultural change, it really has to start from board level. So having someone on the board of a company who has an interest in supporting employee well-being from the top. 
And that's really the only way that the company culture can change because you might have a manager or an employee who's very passionate about well-being, but if the support is not there financially and strategically from the board level, then that company culture is not going to exist. So that's really important, I feel, to a turning the tide on how we see well-being at work and how uh, important it is. So let me talk about some of the uh, positive comments I heard from employees about uh, well-being in their workplace. So uh, there was one employee was saying that a mental health first aider is available all the time. Uh, the company has regular monthly communications around well-being and there is a really uh, kind of accepted culture that uh, well-being is important and that you're encouraged to speak about it. Another employee saying they like the self-service nature of well-being support at work. So uh, I wonder if that was some kind of app or something that they've got available to them. Um, Another one here saying that it was really easy to access and it was confidential. So that's just so important, isn't it? That when someone uh, discloses an issue with their mental health, that they feel safe to do so and they know it's not going to go any further. Here's another comment saying that well-being and mental health are uh, well promoted and well-being is policy-driven across the entire organisation, so clearly that must be coming from the top. One final comment here about management and someone saying they really appreciated the informal support that their manager gave them. And uh, yeah, I can definitely second that, having been off uh, sick myself for long periods with issues relating to mental health. Um, just having somebody uh, keep in touch with me and of course that applies whether you're in the workplace or not but just someone checking in to see how you're doing taking an interest in how you're feeling and seeing if they can do anything to support you so if you're an employer and particularly if you're a decision maker who has influence over well-being this is a great opportunity to, for you to reflect on what's going on within your organisation. Um, how well is wellbeing going? You know, are you measuring what you do? And if so, what are the results of what you're doing? What impact are they having on your employees? You know, the, the feedback that I got from my survey, does any of that resonate? Um, would you know if your employees were experiencing these issues with the, the well-being support that they've got access to? Or do you have nothing and you want to start implementing something within the workplace? So with Mental Health Awareness Week upon us, this is a great opportunity for you to reflect on what you could do differently. And it really starts with the employees, doesn't it? It's, it's getting the feedback from the employees to find out what's working and what isn't working. And maybe bear in mind some of the points that I've raised today. If you'd like to know more about what I do here at Life Switch Coaching, then you can go to my website at www.lifeswitchcoaching.com or you can email me at suzanne at lifeswitchcoaching.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-N-E at lifeswitchcoaching.com. Thanks very much for listening and take care.